Welcome to Nonsense Quagmire Sweating, also known as Non Sequitur. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, it's me, it's Nathan. I know you know that because you listen, so I'll get on with things. Today, I ha- my guest is Jordan Best, who is an Australian comedian who came to the Northeast, and she's going to talk about herself now. Oh, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's, that is that's me, it. yeah, yeah. I always feel like... The introduction is always the awkwardest part of this, because I usually know my guests. Yeah. And, I, but I want them to introduce themselves, but I never feel like I could just go, it feels like I, like, leave them <laughs> in the lurch if I don't say something. Yeah. So I'm like, I have to say something, like, about who they are. Mm. But every, but then I usually, like, I was like, right, now say something that isn't what <laughs> I've just said. Yeah, talk about yourself. Sagittarius. How much do you believe in star signs? Not at all. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Because uh, I'm I'm on the cusp between cancer and whatever's next to it. Okay. Leo, I think. Mm. But I, I'm on the cusp of that, and depending on which newspaper you read, this my birthday is either in both or one or the other. So I always just pick whichever one looks better. Yeah, which one? Or mix and match between them. It's like, <laughs> well, I don't like the bad bit where it says that I will have an argument with a friend, but but according to this horoscope, I shall find uh, improvement in relationships. So I'll yeah, take so. that and this bit, and then. That's quite yeah. a good position, just all yeah. these wonderful things. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I'm a sceptic about most things, I'd say, at this point, but, you know. There is a question, Jordan, okay. that we ask every guest on this podcast, mm-hmm. speaking of belief. If you could be patron saint of a thing, what would you be patron saint of? Wow, that is a good question. That sounds I'm... sarcastic. <laughs> no, it is good. <laughs> I don't know, maybe kebabs? Ooh, <laughs> why? <laughs> oh, I just think I find them very spiritual, and I feel like <laughs> <laughs> that is an adjective I never thought I'd see applied to kebabs. Yeah, I think you know they really bring people together, and they're always the highlight of my night, and maybe even my week. And I think they should be celebrated more. That's fair. I mean, they are kind of. Stereotypically, the thing you get at the end of a night out. Oh yeah, yeah, which is the best, the best bit. You you can tell me because I very rarely go. <laughs> I don't drink, so going on night outs is difficult oh, as I a start imagine. point. Yeah, I I've never been clubbing ever. Mm, I'm uh, not missing out. No, <laughs> that that is what. So so there are two responses when I tell someone that I'm not missing out. Or they promise to take me. Oh, yeah. And I always say, right, I am prepared to go clubbing if you do all of the work. Yeah. Because I am willing to bet it is not worth your effort yeah. as much as you think it is now. <laughs> and they always go, no, I will. And I'm on a list of 24 people who promise to take me clubbing. Yeah. There's a lot of On admin. that bet. Yeah. 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 And, and then, like, it's, if it's not worth it to make that effort for me, why do you make, like, it's not worth it for yourself. I just, I have this contention that... No one who goes clubbing is actually enjoying themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. It's all a farce. It's yeah. just everyone in a room. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, that applies to a lot of activities. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've got ballroom dancing. It was just everyone in a room, I'll be honest. <laughs> I sang happy birthday to my four-year-old nephew. Everyone was in a room, to be honest. Yeah. I went to the gym. Everyone was in a room. <laughs> it was just people in a room, yeah. <laughs> Just, oh uh, yeah, suppress the existential dread with Jaeger, I think, is what <laughs> clubbing is. I thought you said yoga then. <laughs> that's like... That's like, whatever, you know. And, and avoid the oncoming of death with a downward dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write that down, I'm going to make that a routine now. Uh, yeah, that is good. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Fair enough, kebabs. Yeah, yeah. What would people pray to you for, though? Like, why, why would they be like, oh, um, St. Jordan, please intercede? It's kind of, I don't know, if you have had a few too many, mm-hmm. you're feeling a bit of loss of control, mm-hmm. you need something to ground you, that's that's what a kebab is. Okay. It, it brings you back in. It All right. brings you back in touch with your senses, and you can go, here I am, yeah. having a kebab, and I'm present right now. Huh. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's spiritual, that's I told that's you. That's very, like... <laughs> Well thought out, like kind of <laughs> I'm struggling to argue with you. Not that I feel like I have to, but you know, that's a that's a worldview. I feel I feel somewhat enlightened. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. Anyway, let's get on with some topics. Mm. The first topic 
uh, anyone's asked us to discuss is Will has asked us to discuss nomina- nominative determinism. Do you know what that is? No. Because <laughs> so, so, I feel that this is Will having a joke at your name. Oh, okay. Because nominative determinism is the idea that someone's name determines characteristics or their job or something like. I see. And your last name is Best. Best, yeah. And I think that is where, because I know Will, I think that's where he came it's, from. That's clever. Yeah. If I if I knew what it was originally, I would have enjoyed that greatly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should, I feel like you should subscribe to it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It, yeah. I already do. <laughs> I can't wait to go. I am the best Google person it. I've ever met. <laughs> it just makes sense. Yeah. Our name actually derives from the word beast and then it turned oh. into best over time. Because my last name came from Thomas originally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I've told this story before, but my several great-grandfathers was a highwayman oh. in a gang and um, cool. they, he was part so the, what the gang actually did was scrape gold off coins because the weight of the gold on a coin made of gold was worth more than the coin yeah and okay. you weren't taxed on gold so if right. you nicked if you nicked sovereigns which are quite expensive coins in old British money mm. scraped all the gold off sold that gold you would make more money than you than it cost you to get the coin. To get the coin. So they would rob people. Because mm. if you were going to do something illegal, you may as well go all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And melt it down and think. And it was such a minor crime because the only people with these coins, frankly, could afford to lose them. That yeah. lots of constabularies and sheriffs and things would just kind of ignore it in favour of pursuing more serious felonies. All the murderers and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and people who were robbing far more, because they only needed a very few, very small amount of money to make quite a lot using this system. Uh, okay. Um, but then a new sheriff of the of Halifax, where I'm from, came in, and he was not so keen for the... He was less <laughs> corrupt, shall we say. <laughs> he wasn't Damn. taking bribes. So my ancestor, Robert Thomas, decided to um, threaten him. It didn't work. <laughs> and then he decided to rob him. And his gun <laughs> failed, but not deterred, my, my ancestor clubbed him over the head with the flintlock pistol. Um, and then suddenly, his replacement was less keen at indulging this gang. Mm, so yeah. he was caught eventually and um, and executed. Oh. Uh, and the family were like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't have the same name as infamous murderer yeah. uh, man. So they got rid of the H in a cunning plan, and then oh, the wow. A changed to an I at some point the one interesting bit of family like history i know that is really cool that's a good thing to know yeah i mean it's not but like it's really awkward sometimes because in going to the uni i do i meet posh people like oh yes my ancestor is some earl somebody and like mine was a murderer (laughs) 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 i feel like there's some sort of ancestral connection like do you see gold sometimes and get a little edgy I did used to collect coins, and it was pointed out to me that that was <laughs> <laughs> like like I do quite like old um, old British coins. And the there's a um, I sometimes have borrowed it, but my grandma has a sovereign on a chain, one oh, of wow. the old sovereigns. So one of the ones made of gold because they fairly swiftly got rid of making cause co- literally out of gold too expensive. Yeah, that makes um, sense. It's quite a lot. Yeah, they they got rid of a lot of old money because it was more expensive to make the coin than it was than the coin was. But yeah. we still make like one pence and two pence pieces in Britain. Well, um, yeah, in Australia we have five cent coins and it costs like seven cents to make them, yeah. but they still. Yeah. It's why Canada's got rid of the penny. Yeah, they they don't like um, that. It was costing them more money to make the penny than it was the than the penny was worth, and so now. Existing pennies are still legal tender, but um, if you don't pay with exact change, it gets rounded yeah. to the nearest coin that you could have paid with, Yeah, basically. So, so it's usually a five. Yeah, because we only have fives, that's our smallest. And we oh, always, right, okay. So we do the rounding thing. Okay. And then I started working here in a cafe, and I just didn't even think, and I mm. would always round the change. Yeah. So the till was yeah, always out, because I just ignored the little... <laughs> Surrounding. Yeah. 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 We when I worked at um, Tesco, that was like keeping the till accurate was a pain in the ass because because oh, yeah. they introduced um, new fancy tills that measured like could if you so long as you kept only a certain amount of notes in, it would measure the coins and know how oh. much money there was in. That is so um, it would 
calculate basically what it would do if I understood it right is so long as you didn't go over with the number of notes allowed in the till, it would know how much money had gone the transaction mm. and it would know the weight of the coin, so therefore would work out how many notes you must have. That's crazy. But it never worked. <laughs> like like <laughs> it was so really like... cool. Never friggin' worked. Like, <laughs> Conceptually amazing. Like like it, it was yeah, it just <laughs> was so easily confused. Because they had to put like a sticker on was like, don't lean on the till. Oh because gosh, eight, yeah. people people would lean on it and that would screw the weight up. But, but there was no like seats or like thing, and it was like a several hour long shift. It was basically impossible that at some point <laughs> you wouldn't put weight on the giant basically desk in front of you. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like I I can stand for a long time, but I'm not gonna be able to stand and promise I've never put any weight on any part of the thing directly in front of me <laughs> for that time. Yeah, it's quite nice. It was like... It feels who like... enjoy working at a cafe? Like, I always find it... Like, yeah. I, know, I always look at that job and, like, I have a great deal of respect for people who do it, but I don't think I could do it. No, see, I'm the opposite. When I go into retail, I think that is horrible. Oh, retail's awful, but, yeah. like... See, I don't mind hospitality. It's like, you're on your feet and you're moving around and... You're talking to people. Pretty patterns in coffee, yeah. Yeah, I see. I present the pretty <laughs> I get it's like, freaking just have your coffee normally. <laughs> I love the pretty pattern. I live for the pretty pattern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got, like, another friend who uh, learned how to do it. It works in a cafe as well and sent, like, me, like, several pictures. Like, look what I can do now. And I was like, I wouldn't feel happy about it. <laughs> I, I would be sending you a message saying... I had to do this. I'm really annoyed. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, when I order things in cafe, like, the pretty pattern is existed because of how fast I drink. It exists for maybe, like, a couple of minutes oh, before, yeah. <laughs> before <laughs> it's, gone. it's gone. And I'm like, I feel sorry that someone had to do with that knowing that I'm not appreciating it. <laughs> I mean, I never feel like I... I feel like I'm more <laughs> awkward saying, look, I'm not going to appreciate the pretty pattern, so don't bother making it. I feel yeah, like that's more yeah. annoying. <laughs> the worst is when you hand it to someone, you see them put the blob of sugar in, just stir. I'm like, oh, oh no. That's no, really that's... Hard. I mean, yeah. Most drinks, in my opinion, don't need extra sugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is, it is one of those things, because it is... When people are overly praiseful of it, they're mm. like, oh, that's amazing, that is incredible. I'm like, oh, it's sad that this is one of the greatest achievements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I, when I was very new working at I no longer do it. I mean, I quite, my current job demoing board games is a lot of customer interaction. I quite like that, but that's because I like board games. Yeah. Um, and the people are nice. Um, <laughs> but uh, cool. when I when I came here, the first time and got my job at Tesco, um, there was a blind customer who would always have one of the shop assistants lead them around the store, and I didn't know the store. And oh. he, as the blind person, could tell I was lost. <laughs> and that is embarrassing. <laughs> like, a person who cannot see could tell you are going the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... Yeah. I worked in a supermarket at home for like two years and I never, like, when people come and be like, oh, where's the shampoo? And I, I genuinely have no yeah. idea. I never I got that. the bearings. So I, I started working in Tesco when I was 16, and like, still in school, and worked in the stock control, which was like counting the stock and reducing stuff. And I mostly did the Sunday shift, which was after the supermarket had closed, counting all of the stock it had. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which meant I never had to really know my way around because I would just, or where a specific product was, because if it was a thing I needed to care about that night, I was counting everything in the back and everything in the front. And that was one of the best jobs ever because one, the team was really nice. Yeah. And two, we would all go away, listen to like podcasts or music or something for like two hours yeah, yeah. while we counted everything. Yeah. Counted it, came back, talked to each other did all of the, like, computery stuff we had to do, go home. But sometimes I would do, like, overtime shifts on Fridays and Saturdays that would be when people were in the store. And they would come no. to me and ask me where stuff was. And I'm like, I do not know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, but, and that was plausible for a while. Well, because they gave us badges was when we joined. But then, like, I did some shifts over... Tesco had a thing where... If you're a student, you can transfer between the two, your home and your UV oh. store. 
So uh, one summer I came back while I was still working to do my old job and I did some shifts like that. And it's my badge said I joined in like 2014 or something and it was now like 2017, 2018 or something. Yeah. And they were like, how do you not know your way down? It's like, <laughs> one, not usually at this stuff. <laughs> Two, when I was, I didn't work like, have to deal with you people. <laughs> it's like the customers ruined everything. Oh, yeah. Best part of that job, though, was I could choose when things were being, re- like, I had to reduce, check everything for to be reduced. But I can choose what order it is in, so I always did the cream cakes just before my break, so I knew what the cheapest ones were. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is a good That's reward. For... To it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Supermarkets are like I have, I always think if you want to know what capitalism's like, you should go work in a supermarket. Like oh, it's horrendous. Yeah. But I because when you do go in somewhere and you're like, Oh, could you tell me what this is? And like, yeah, yeah, third shelf down, aisle four. Yeah. So that I think that is incredible. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. are not getting Whatever you're getting paid, it is not. Not enough. That is an amazing knowledge. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah. Reti- I don't. I didn't like working in retail, but I don't like... I, I, I don't think I would be much better at hospitality. Like, I feel like if I had to choose between them, I'd pick the retail job. Yeah. But I don't have to choose that anymore, because now I'm just, like, demoing stuff. And it's a zero-hour contract, but it's fun. Um, yeah. I need to, like, get a proper job <laughs> oh, man. soon. Yeah, friends um, are starting to get proper jobs, and it's really scary, wrong, isn't, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, um, I was ringing my mum yesterday about when I'm coming home over Easter, because our term is about to finish, and I have, like, you know, I, I sort of think I'll come for a week and then come back up here. Mm. Uh, and I was like... Oh, I'm doing this comedy gig in Newcastle at the end of the month, and I was talking about it, and she was like, well, will you want to spend some time with your friends? And I was like, I'll be honest, I don't think I've got any unemployed friends that yeah. aren't also, like, a uni doing something. Like, I, the, the friends I used to have at home that were unemployed and or reliably not doing something, like, mm. they're all, the ones that are still at uni are in some kind of last year, so they're revising for exams. The ones that, um aren't at uni are employed now there are very few other friends i've got that are in some kind of situation where they have shit tons of time like they used yeah, to yeah yeah unemployed like, oh. friends are great for that they really yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be like... uh, yeah one of my friends just like works in an office from nine to five and yeah. like this is a bizarre concept like, yeah. you're a grown-up that's so gross yeah. Yeah. amazing <laughs> how the other half lives yeah it's like, it's bad that sometimes when I'm looking at graduate jobs, I'm like, I'm probably going to have to move city. Is this city, like, has this city got, like, comedy gigs? And can I go to them? Oh, and yeah. will this job let me have enough time to do them? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's not the things I should be prioritising, but I'm like, meh. Oh, it is, though. It's like... Yeah, I'm really pleased that one of the jobs I was looking at in Leeds wants to interview me because I made a lot, but I, I found out a bunch about a bunch of comedy gigs. Yeah. It's like, and I could travel there, do the gigs, do the interview, come oh, back. Yeah. Um, it's so the right thing to structure your life around. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. Sure. So um, I move countries for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. fair enough. I mean, Australia doesn't have a bad comedy scene, surely. Yeah, it. It's quite minimal. And also, so, like, travelling for gigs... Is like, miles, yeah. Our equivalent of going Newcastle to Sunderland is a nine-hour drive away. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. so, once you get to a point where you're from, it's hard to... Yeah. I mean, I need to... I need to take advantage more, like... I... I this month is a little bit quiet, but I keep thinking, you're not doing the... You need to go do the things to get the... You, you know yeah. that you're going to have time soon and you keep, like, not letting your current amount of time... You know, it's the it's the proactive thing that I'm yeah. really bad at. Like, when lots of stuff come up at once and I see them all, like, you know, I see one gig looking for spots and I go, I can do this. And then I see a bunch of others around it. I start doing stuff, but I need to be more proactive and be like, okay... And I search for this gig, see if they let me, and also try and double up and do these ones while yeah. I'm in that area, and I'll yeah. stay with this person while I'm doing it, or this is the train I will get, or whatever. Absolutely. You know, it, it, that is what I'm bad at. <laughs> no, it's terrible. 
I know sometimes we've gone like gone down to Manchester, done five minutes, and had stayed there overnight, and then, and then come, come back. back. Yeah. It's just unproductive. Well, I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying to like get it in my head to apply to a bunch of Manchester gigs because my girlfriend's there. Yeah, there you go. But I mean. She's coming up soon, uh, seeing Nish Kumar with me. Oh, nice. It's our, it's our like, thing we saw. Our first date was seeing Dara O'Brien, so... Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm usually cynical of, like, watching things on a date. Mm. Like, especially an early date, because you don't talk while you're... Yeah. Well, yeah. like, if you go to the cinema, I think it's the worst first date <laughs> you can do. Yeah, let's sit next to each other in silence for an hour and a yeah. half. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Great but, way to get to know someone. But a comedy gig is a bit different because there's a bit more like stuff going on, so to speak. Like, you yeah, can, yeah, and there's usually a break in it that you can like talk about what you enjoyed and stuff. And... Interact at some point gives yeah. you a lot to talk about as well. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. Right, let's we've, we've theoretically <laughs> done the nominative determinism. <laughs> oh yes, of course. Let's let's. I, so I went to the topic list, and I, I, for some reason, I thought you'd have a good answer for this. Mm. <laughs> Which animal makes the worst mascot, and why? Oh, see, I don't that know why. I just one. thought Jordan will have a thought on that. No, I don't know. See, I think the aggressive animals are probably bad mascots. You know, tigers and lions and that, because it's too much pressure. Yeah. It's too much pressure to be. I think there's a lot of overused animal yeah. mascotting. There's a lot of neglected animals, like. The meerkats, I think, would be great. Oh, oh that'd be amazing. Yeah, they're like agile, they're kind of feisty, they're alert. work in a team. Yeah. Uh, a bit murderous, but other than that, you know. <laughs> I mean, I guess you, like, an animal that you can't recognise is probably a typical, like, yeah. terrible mat, like, I don't know, the star-faced mole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you got to think aesthetically will it look good on a Guernsey, too. <laughs> <laughs> Some... Can you get a suitable, like, fursuit of it? For yeah, to... you know, a naked mole rat kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I, I like the idea of a team called the Naked Mole Rats, though. That is good, yeah. The, like, definitely. local town Naked Mole Rats. <laughs> oh, yeah. And have to be something in a really, like, Gaelic football or something. It'd be yeah. an early sport, they just... Yeah, or, or like, uh, any, yeah, one of the more aggressive footballs. <laughs> yeah, one of the footballs, yeah. Do you watch uh, Australian football? No, I don't like it. Oh, because my, my Australian housemate, who is underneath us, mm. um, well, I don't know if she's in, but her room's underneath us, is um, is really big into it, and she keeps, like, uh, it's like the off-season at the moment, but when it when it's on, uh, she she is, like, ridiculously fanatical about it, so oh, I was it curious. Is, it is huge. I My dad's English, so I grew up with a, and he's... Uh, not very into the Australian culture. It's very, all right. you know. That's fair. So our house is black and white at home, like Newcastle United. Oh, right, okay. So I think I was raised with a little bit of bias against her. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm English and I don't pay attention to football, so... No. <laughs> I quite like sport, but I don't like any... I'm not really big into team sports for some reason. And there are a few team sports I will watch. But, like, there's quite a lot that, like... My family watches and I can tolerate, yeah. and I can know enough about them to watch it with them. So if there's something like a national game or like an international game, I'll be like, "Oh, I know the rules of this, and I know the team I support because it is the country I'm from, and that's how it works." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, if someone like I don't know, if like I don't know, rugby is a good example for this. Like mm. the Six Nations, if it's on, I will watch it. But if someone like rings me up and is like, "Do you want to do this?" Like a thing, I'll be like, yeah, I'm not gonna like be like, oh no, sorry, I'm watching the thing. <laughs> yeah, I used yeah, to watch yeah. Formula One properly, but I'm dubious whether that counts as a sport. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> I usually, well, I usually think of it like as an engineering competition, and I find it interesting to watch like the strat, like it is a deeply strategic game, but okay. it's not necessarily a sport in my mind. Yeah. Like, I think motorsport op- operates this like weird thing where it's definitely like a competition that is worth human effort, but it's mm. not like a sport in the same way like rugby, football, or even like something like golf is. Yeah, I'm dubious yeah. about golf. Golf <laughs> just seems like a... Yeah. I don't know why anyone enjoys in golf. I think it's got to be just wandering around a park, really. It, it, and feeling like it's you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. 
I think it's like the reputation golf has as like it's played by executives and like yeah. busy people. Um, um, I went to school with a guy and he takes golf very seriously and he right. get all the training and whatever. But he goes to the gym for golf, like to what? strengthen his core and his arms for certain swings, and it's just a bizarre concept. Yeah, for me. yeah, that feels <laughs> feels weird. <laughs> Personalised training for golf, yeah. I used to do judo, like, that was the sport I did. But oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed that because it is a very... There was something pleasing to me about trying to get a precise set of movements. Yeah. Like, I, I, I did enjoy sparring, but I never really did competitions to, like, beat up a bunch of people. I was like, mm. nah, I want to, I wanna, like, get the muscle memory perfect. And, like, me and my regular partner were really unusual in that club because we could tolerate doing, like, thousands of repetitions of the same move just to try and get it perfect. Yeah, um, well, that's cool. And it was it was always really funny when we did do the repetition training because everyone else would do it silently, and me and, me and him would go, like, whoever was being thrown would just go, too high, too low, <laughs> faster, <laughs> faster, slower, too much. Yeah, perfect, excellent, good. <laughs> and, and, and we'd do it every time and not realise how loud we were being. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. Do you think you could hold your own if you if you go in a fight? Um, or is it more depends who it is with? Yeah. Like yes. I mean, I haven't done judo in about a year or two now. Mm. I mean, I've gone to the gym more, so I'm physically fitter and um, physically more mature because I did. But I did judo for like most of my teenage like years. Yeah. Yeah. So and I still find like break falling which is the big thing it teaches you. I still naturally do that. If you ever see me fall, you'll see me fall in, like, a weird kind of way because I spent six years where you started every session... Falling over. Falling over. Yeah. So it's, like, thing. So, But it depends who it's, like, with. Like, the context... We did do every so often self-defence-focused classes as opposed to judo as a sport yeah, classes. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that that always emphasised was, like, the context of the fight is important. Like, if there's three guys trying to dogpile me, probably not. If there's one, <laughs> like, untrained dude, I'll have him. But, yeah, like, yeah. if one untrained dude of a similar size to me, probably have him, even a bit bigger than me, I could probably have mm. them, at least I could when I was yeah. training regularly. But, like... A better trained person. But the best way to avoid a fight is to not get into a fight. Um, That's great like, advice, actually. Like, yeah. <laughs> not like the like my my Una said. Like say say someone tries to mug you. Is like if they try and do something harmful to you, stop them. But like if all they want is like the tenant that's in your wallet, if I can give it them, like yeah. who cares? Like you've got to decide. Like there is a chance you're not walking either. Like they beat you, do you weigh up that chance versus the thing you are protecting? Yeah. And if yeah. they're trying to beat you up anyway, or threaten you, or do some more horrible things to you, it's probably worth at least trying, because the chance that you win is, like... It's like, you've got to balance that up. And he tells a story of, like, um, someone tried to grab him from behind, and he just instinctively threw them, because he's, like, you know... Yeah. However long-practiced judo person... And he was like, but, like, if all, like, if he could have threatened me from the front, I probably would have just given in because it's not worth my time. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sense. kind of interesting. Um, like, it's why I'm always sceptical of, like, the way self-defense stuff is always kind of marketed. Especially as, like, what I really don't like is every so often I'll see self-defense classes advertisers, like, do this, like, two-hour course on, like, Saturday to do self-defense. And then it's mm. like, go once. And it's like, you're never going to get anything useful out of that. All you're going to do is convince a bunch of people they know how to fight and they are wrong. Yeah, like, over give them their like, confidence. Though, I am yeah. not confident I can execute any of the judo I used to learn confidently after, like, a year or so of not going. Mm. There is some stuff I can definitely do, um, like... The, the stuff that I trained and drilled really hard, I can do really well. But, like, I still I still wouldn't risk it if I didn't have to. Like, yeah, basically, yeah. like, the thing they were always saying is any time you end up in a proper, like, fight, it is a risk. Mm. You are, like, you know, and all 
all the training in the world, even like military soldiers and people that like focus on stuff way more than we did, are and all they're doing is balancing the risk more in their favour, but they're all essentially taking a gamble every time. Yeah. Because like an untrained idiot might normally like be beaten up by I don't know a soldier was the usual example, mm. but like the untrained idiot manages to like just Get flail lucky. randomly. Yeah. They yeah. can kill someone. Like yeah, we 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 had to do self defence in primary school. And That's like, super weird to me. It was like as a, you know, eight-year-old or whatever. And there was this whole, you know, when you turn around, you hit them with your elbow or step on their foot. Or, yeah. Like, you would just kick and scream. And surely yeah. that's the best method at that yeah. age. They go, I don't think a guy's going to grab you. And you go, right. So I step out with my left foot and then turn around. Yeah. It's just not no. <laughs> practical. The, the, that's like the whole thing about the muscle memory in judo. Because judo is a grappling sport. Mm. It was like, the purpose of the training is if you end up sparring... Um, or using it for self-defense, your brain instinctively does the moves. You weren't trying to remember a set routine for the purpose of thinking, right, I will step this leg out here, grab this person here. It's just like, if someone grabs you like this, your brain instinctively does And all of the drills were like someone trying, you know, Mm. and and you wouldn't think when you, when we, and I always, like, one of the things that made judo really enjoyable was this partner I had that, for three, four years, me and him just trained together, mm. was we really got to understanding how the other moved. Oh, and okay, so sparring yeah. with, with us was a really, between us, was always a real toss of, like, essentially a 50-50 chance who won every week. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, we'd grip up and immediately know what the other was about to do. Because, oh, one, yeah. we'd been training for so long, but two, we could feel it. Like, it'd be like, the slightest, like, body movement was like, going to do this, I'm going to move, and he's going to, yeah. uh, but you'd not be conscious of it, but what our brains were doing was essentially, he's going to do this, so I'm going to do this, so, and you'd yeah. be like five or six moves ahead, but not really aware, you were just, your body was already doing the stuff, because you'd practiced with it for so long, and that was like a really interesting psychological state, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. but, um, yeah, I mean, it was a fun sport, it doesn't really have a mascot, though. <laughs> yeah, that that is a shame. Yeah. Yeah, you was going to naked mall rats. <laughs> no, I was always terrible at sport. I used to play softball, and I went through an entire season once without hitting the ball once. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty terrible. Like, I did judo because it came to school, and I quite liked it. And then they started a club that was five minutes from my house, so I kept doing it. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoyed it. But every other sport I was bad. I was bottom of, like, pee all the time. Um, I couldn't do, like... The story I always tell is I, I managed, like, we played rounders, which, like, baseball or softball, really. Mm. But, like, I once hit the ball, and it went from one school field to another, and I still was nearly caught out because I was so surprised <laughs> that I watched the ball. And my cousin shouted, don't fucking watch it! <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm supposed to run now. <laughs> That's like, good, yeah, I wasn't yeah, good yeah. at running, like... <laughs> I was um, nearly caught out because I was like, let the entire fielding team have like a head start for ages. Yeah. And not like a cocky kind of like, oh, you still can't get me if I do that. Like a genuinely, Gen- I'm surprised. surprised. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I just have no athletic ability. Even trying to go to the gym, I'm just too aware that what I'm doing is picking up heavy things and then putting them down again. Yeah. I've started <laughs> going to the gym recently and I mm. kind because I feel like. Partly because I signed the various judo clubs around here, because I did try and do it when I moved from uh, home to here. When I did stuff, I, like, tried it, but I found it real hard to keep up with. Whereas the gym, if I go for, like, half an hour every other day or so, it's, like, not much out of my time. And I feel like I I thought, like, it made me feel better. But I, like, I... I'm very conscious of several observations in the gym. One, treadmills are just human hamster wheels. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is all they are. Two, there was a, a guy who saw me lifting weights in a weight machine. And, like, I must have looked like a complete arsehole. And he was, like, clearly someone who goes to the gym more often than I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, look, let me show you how to do it. And then he, he showed me, and it's like, you know, breathe, listen to your body. And I was like, 
You don't want me to listen to my body because my body is just going, you're go- a twat, you're a twat, you're a twat. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just going, go home, yeah. have an ice cream. Yeah, my body was like, nah, have a cup of tea. Yeah. The same for us, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah, I, I'm not like a very sporty person. I just like have enough of a like, because I don't really have the competition thing. Like, it's not like, oh, I want to beat everyone or play really well. I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to not exercise. I feel bad. Like, it makes, uh, like, yeah. when I'm not doing something, my, my brain has enough to tell me you should do a thing. Yeah. But I, I, I believe the stereotypical thing to do in that case is to go running, and there's no bloody way on earth I'm ever doing that. No. Joggers no. never look happy. No. I no. wish I could be one. I just can't. <clears throat> like... Like, joggers look... The only time I've seen someone who does running look happy is when they share their route on Facebook. And yeah. that is just smugness. It's <laughs> just like... Look how far I went. Oh, yeah. There's um, Stuart Goldsmith, another British comedian, did a routine about how he's like, there's two voices when I go running. There's, you know, the voice that says, go home. And then I think there's supposed to be another voice that says, go on, do another lap. But the the inner voice is not like a drill sergeant. It's just like, I'm like, I want to stop. And it goes, oh, go on then. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? It's like, oh, no, I don't want to be here either. Like, you know. We could, like, one less lab, stop at the pub. Yeah. be fine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it's... It just must be being addicted to the endorphins. Because mm. we did a... I did a hike once with my boyfriend's mum, and it was, like, the whole time I was like, I'm hot, and I hate this, and this is terrible, and it's just uphill. Mm. And then it was finished, and like, oh, my God, that was great. I'd such a good time. <laughs> I like the next one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we did it... Uh, there was a thing in high school. There's a march, like, a, a walk over Easter called the Log March, it's like a marathon length walk, mm. and it's overnight over like, I think Easter Sunday to Easter Monday kind oh, of right. thing, okay, yeah. or something like that, and they don't publish the route, they just have marshals that point you in directions, like they're like, go okay. this and keep walking until you see the next marshal who will tell you to turn left, Right. Okay. and you see the thingy and they point which road, and they organise it like that, um, and it's for like water aid, and like... It was being advertised in school, so a bunch of me and my mates were like, like, we're not unfit, like, we could do that. And so we did it a couple of years running, and then with the same people we did a, what's called the Yorkshire Three Peaks, because there's these three mountains in the Yorkshire Dales, I think it is. Okay. Which are all next to each other, and are a 26-mile hike, and the goal is to do it in a day. Oh, wow. And it was really fun. And I I was always like, afterwards, though, why did I do that? Because the problem with the midnight hike was you were exhausted. All you wanted to do was sleep, but you couldn't because that would screw up. Because you started at midnight and got home. I usually got home six, seven. Oh like, wow! Finished like finished the walk around there yeah, and then yeah, got yeah. home. However, but that was getting up time. By the time I got yeah. home, so you couldn't go to sleep because you just screw up your sleep pattern for the rest of the week yeah. at least. Oh. And you were like, oh, I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I, I can remember like. I remember after one of them, just getting really aggressively angry with my grandmother in my head. I didn't say anything to her, <laughs> but she'd come for, like, tea and was trying to, act, like, say, oh, well done, you know, it was a big thing you did. And I was like, fuck off, I want to go to bed. I'm stopping me going to bed. <laughs> grandma. And, like, yeah, like, all of the, all of the, like, emotion that was just, like, uh, why, like, questioning why I did it. Uh, it was being, for some reason, directed at her. Yeah. Like, it wasn't her fault. <laughs> she was not doing anything wrong. My grandmother was lovely, but... Stop being so supportive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then, so I had all of that experience. Then next year, they go, do you want to do it again? I was like, sure. Of course. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it, but sure. <laughs> yeah, that is exercise, I think. <laughs> I didn't really get to know the friends I did that with, though, because... When you're like, when it's like 3am and you've been walking for like however long and you're like, they would have these churches that would do be the rest stops, like you could stop and get like tea from them. Mm. And that's your only like rest unless you stop yourself, but stopping yourself is not a good idea. Yeah. Um, then you would like get to know how your friend's internal like monologue worked because they would start vocalising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like you That'd don't be very like, interesting. <laughs> long, yeah, long period of silence, so then they'd be like, so have you ever thought about ducks or <laughs> something? Right. 
There we go, there's the worst Beautiful. mascot. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, finally, from Peter Baker, why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? I don't know. Is that deeply philosophical, isn't it? Well, it's a song lyric, is <laughs> yeah, what oh, it yes, is. I yeah. I've, I've watched The Simpsons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking out the window now, I'm looking for birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of us turned round and were like, right, where are the birds? Yeah, I need some What are they doing? Yeah. Although, thinking about the last question, birds are often like mascots or like national symbols, aren't they? Like oh, America's yeah, definitely. Like America's got the eagle and stuff. And... Yeah, eagle, eagle's tough. That's a tough bird. It's very British. We both voted for our national bird to be the freaking robin. It's oh, like... I love the robin. It's and so it... cute. But that's not like... <laughs> You think about the national birds or national animals of every other country, and it's not, oh, it's cute. It's like, fierce, tough, independent. Yeah. yeah. This is what we want to represent ourselves on the, nas- in the international stage, a friggin' robin. Like, I love robins, but also... Come on. Like, we've yeah. got loads of birds of prey, like kestrels and stuff yeah. like that, that are, like, at least moderately cool. <laughs> Yeah, we went to um one of those bird exhibitions at like the deer farm in Scotland, and it was genuinely <laughs> terrifying. Like, the owl was so scary. Yeah, so I've been misled. They're massive, aren't they? They're like, huge. yeah, the, like British, but like British wildlife is some of the tamest on the planet, except yeah. our birds that are friggin' monsters. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, uh, like our rivers also have some of the biggest like in the world but that's just because they're like not threatened by anything yeah they're just living their life yeah, yeah. when I, you come from australia you must have like terrifying that's the other stereotype terrifying wild shit yeah that is i must just not be where i'm from like <laughs> i might not I've seen a kangaroo once so that's that's about it emus are horrible yeah yeah they're really scary we went to edinburgh zoo with uh, ellie who's the australian housemate mm. i was talking about she like had an argument with uh, was an emu. There was there was some like flightless, <laughs> flightless Australian bird that she decided to like. She was like, "These guys are fucks," and then it came, and then for some reason, like it just like turned its head, came towards oh, yeah. it, and was like, again, and she was like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do? You're in a cage." She's just like, I "Feel like you're venting some issues you have," because <laughs> they have a really like big section on Australian wildlife. That's oh right, we went, yeah. Like, it was one of the reasons Ellie wanted to go, was like, she was like, oh, it'd be nice seeing like cool shit from home. The well horrifying as... <laughs> creatures yeah. from home, yeah. yeah. And they had yeah. like your standard zoo animals of like lions and stuff. Oh, and yeah. They also have like the pandas, but the pandas yeah, are pandas. friggin' useless. Yeah, they are horrible things. Just, yeah, just yeah. let them go, you know? <laughs> I don't want to be here. Don't, don't let Rosie hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I think the koala is the weirdest one for me because they are awful. They all have chlamydia. Well, a lot, most of them have chlamydia, <laughs> and the eucalyptus makes them high, so they're stoned all the time, and they scream. <laughs> so the sounds they make is like this guttural, like yeah, I like, see a recording of it. Just... <laughs> like um, it was a vlog of like some people I watched who'd gone to Australia and went to like a wildlife reserve, and they just spent like five ten minutes of the vlog just going like. What the fuck is it? That sound. <laughs> and like, when they located that it was coming from the like, well, they were like, why are they doing this? <laughs> yeah, and that's the whole thing. They're like, oh, this is so cute. I'm like, they're genuinely terrifying. Drop mm. bears. <laughs> Drop death bears. Drop death bears. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, like yeah, I like the idea that you changed um, all of them have comedy to most of them just most to be of like. Them. I think there's like. Four that are all right. Like, They're like abstinent. I imagine there's like the the, the co- like koala like litigation team. That yeah, is like, yeah. I will. I will. This <laughs> says we have a strongly worded letter here. It's like I think you'll find it's only most of us that have STIs. That is weird. That I did go. Well, a- well, actually, I'm not. I'm not being fair. There's a yeah, few. I shall not slander. <laughs> I think there's a couple that are all right. <laughs> <laughs> no. You just don't want to have koala racism. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing, foxes. I love foxes, and that it, they excite me so much. And then living here, the fact that they're just like pests is yeah. bizarre to me. Well, yeah, the, there's a weird distinction between the urban and the rural. Fox. Okay, like the so 
where where I am from in Yorkshire is basically the middle of nowhere. Like, mm. there's a giant field that backs onto our house, and you see all sorts of animals in there. And the foxes that, like, come near us, they're clearly, like, okay with humans, but they are still wild foxes. Like, they... Yeah. And they, they will run away from you. Like, they might try and scavenge some vaguely discarded food sometime, but that's not, like... They're clearly hunting things or, like, yeah. seeking, you know. Yeah. And they are quite annoying to farmers because they will break into, like, chicken coops and ruin mm. shit. But, like... Yeah, cheeky. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, they're not... They're, they're generally well better regarded by local people because they are an animal that it's quite rare to see because they mm. will still run off. Whereas urban foxes that are, like... Or any kind of foxes that will be around here or around Newcastle are assholes. <laughs> Little bastards, yeah. That are not scared of you. <laughs> and are like, yeah, what are the frig you going to do? I'm going to knock over your bin and <laughs> ruin everything. So cool. That's yeah. a bit, bit of my spirit animal, I reckon. I can hanging see that, the, actually. Hanging around the trash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mean... I, I realised I said that just as you were <laughs> saying, like, yeah, trash animal. <laughs> I see it, I see uh, yeah. it, yeah. But, like, I sort of know what you mean. I never thought about what my spirit animal is properly. I always mm. feel like I should. Oh, Lots yeah. of people say I hate cats because I, myself, am very cat-like. Yeah, cats hate cats. Yeah. Like everyone, yeah. 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 I don't, but I don't like cats. This is oh. a well-documented fact. They're, they're like, lovely. No, they're not. They yeah. are. All you have to do is feed them and cuddle them, and they do. That's not else. what. No, but that's not what they do, right? Like, what? so my my one of my friends, <laughs> you've you've triggered the rat now. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> one of my friends is like, I like cats because they don't immediately love you as pets, and I'm like, well, fuck them then. Like, I have given them a house. And food and all of that shit, yeah. and they're still not like you're the best person, like entity in the world. They can fuck off. Dogs, like however, be like, oh, you're great. Dogs are little sluts for attention, though. Like a cat is I like, like that. Though. <laughs> not so. Cats are cats are like a weird kind of tease, sort of needy. Yeah, yeah. What I what I don't buy into is the like dog cat person thing, though. Like I do prefer dogs, but I don't think my hatred of cats is. Because Comes I like from the dog, yeah, no. yeah. I've got both. Okay, like, I, I appreciate them both, but I think there's something about when a cat likes you, you feel like you've earned it. You know, you like there's yeah. something in me that this cat sees, whereas dogs are like, oh, you you love anyone. <laughs> I'm not special to you. <laughs> yeah, like um, so yesterday we went to my friend's house with dogs, and they had some other guests. Like just leaving as I was arriving, mm. um, and the dogs really loved these other people and like spent loads of time with them. And I just like sat in the chair waiting to like do the thing we were gonna do. Uh, and then when and you know as they said goodbye to their guests, and then and then the dogs come over to me and it was like, no, you can't have that now. Like you can't be like, oh, they're gone, so I suddenly love you. It's like, no, I don't mind you having a preference, but at least be honest about it, yeah, dogs. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> So... so that's why the birds appear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone very off topic, but I quite like it. Um, yeah, no, it is good. I, feel like, I guess you can have birds as pets as well, don't you? Yeah, my grand feeds a robin chocolate, like digestive biscuits that she crumbles up in her backyard. <laughs> and it comes and eats yeah. it. Well, I mean, we, we left some stuff out um, to see what we could get in our garden because it's so close to, like, a wild place. Mm. Um, and we, we got squirrels sometimes. Uh, but the, the, the most exciting thing that's ever, like... So, like, how our house works, and this this isn't going to help the people listening because I'm about to do some, some actions. Oh. There's, like, a, <laughs> so, like, our house is here, and then there's oh, a yeah. fence, and then there's a little path, and then there's a field with obviously a fence here mm. and there was a deer that came right up to this fence so like ah. it couldn't get through to like come any closer yeah. but it like stared at stuff and was like clearly minding its own business and we like crept oh. through our kitchen to like watch it um, and then so at some cool. point it like saw us and bolted oh, and wow. then a little a few days later I was walking our dog and um, saw it again and it, it and I got quite close to it before it noticed and bolted again like it's not gonna stay anywhere near you yeah yeah but it was cool to know there were deer there that like, is really cool like just wildly and randomly about yeah deer are crazy deer are awesome yeah really cool we once had when we were on holiday in a caravan my granddad was driving like his massive 4x4 and a massive stag ran across the road ah. 
And it was really cool and terrifying because if we'd have hit it, we'd be dead. Yeah, like that yeah. thing was so big, like like oh, even like God. it was like a rain I don't remember it wasn't a range rover, but it was that style of car as like Yeah. We would not have come off the better of colliding with that creature. It was no. too big. It's a huge thing in Australia as well. A lot of car crashes happen because of kangaroos running out and <laughs> Because also they're attracted to light. That, but like... Yeah, no, and they're attracted to light. So if you drive at night and you've got headlights, they'll just oh, they'll run towards, towards it. Oh, they'll come towards it. Yeah. It's just... Oh. I haven't <laughs> been informed kangaroos are chronically stupid. Like... Oh, yeah. They're... Yeah. They can really fight as well. Yeah. They do They do a thing... It happened to my uncle, I think, when he was younger. They, like, lie back on their little hands and just yeah. kick you with their legs. Ooh. There's quite a lot of force in that, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, that doesn't look fun. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to fight. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that, that's... That's probably Ellie's spirit animal. Um, yeah. <laughs> I might cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now I've said that, I definitely won't. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, we've, we've been talking a long time now, so... Oh, uh, let's Let's wrap up. Is there anything you'd like to... Plug or tell the audience or like you know have, have time to yourself. Oh Go yeah, on. well, no, I don't too much. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, you know, be careful around koalas is really the take home message yeah. I think from here because yeah. some of them have chlamydia. <laughs> be careful. Hashtag not all koalas. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's enough. Um, uh, do subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and any other place you can get your podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and give me money via Buy Me a Coffee if you feel like it. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.